0: But how are you? glorious thursday the wall yes how you doing everybody hello mel hello lee good hello. evening the oh, first... good afternoon to mel good morning
1: <laughs> yeah afternoon over here happy time evening zone mel.
0: happy time zone happy time zone america <laughs> ministry Islam from america i believe it's good <laughs> wait
1: what what is that i believe with the question mark like well, are you the... sure you're in
0: america uh, we're
1: <laughs>
2: in the world in the world that's good isn't it Here it could be coming to us from another plane mel that's what it could be that, we never that know it's very possible that is unexplained is time for unexplained interesting stuff that we don't understand and that's why we've brought you on
1: so hopefully i could blow your mind with some stuff too i, th- I think you probably will
0: hello everybody in the chat room good to see you isn't there some princess mccat JV bonnie sophia uh, head of Steel. It's good, isn't it? Uh, Andy, retro chat. It's good, isn't it? First first ever Unexplained Side of the Slam show, guys. How you, how you feeling, Lee? You right? I had a good I'm few feeling days. I'm feeling good. Yeah, I had a good few days.
2: It's half term and not half term, school holidays. So I've been running around uh, with a child. On a plate. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't been running around. <laughs> hey, school holidays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's my holiday. I get a week off of work and I'm going to be more tired when I go back than when i left oh right so, okay yeah it's been good it's been good and i've
0: eaten too much uh bad food oh no <laughs> Stuck. Stuck. <laughs> how are you doing today mel you had a good day or having a good day, middle of your day is it good yeah so far so good you know
1: trash man came went got that bin in and yeah that's the highlight the bin <laughs> the bin let's call it a <laughs> bin yeah, in America? i, I want to be british so i'll just say the bin instead of the trash can trash, yeah, can. trash
0: can that's what it is it's not a bin no no we good
2: like, Oscar the, the
1: Grouch lives in a trash can, not a bin. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch lives in a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my highlight. I oh. love Sesame Street.
0: I can't believe it's still on. It is. It's good. And there's a documentary about it as well. And then we're going the unexplained side of Sesame Street. Several monsters and things. We could count, count, count Dracula, isn't it? What is he? Counts? The Count. The Count, yeah. Just yeah. The, count. the Count. There we go. That's quite but good. And Annie, who knows who they are? you know yeah wow are we doing a wrestling podcast let's just start talking about something else that always happens uh well it's not even a wrestling podcast this
2: is well it is it's 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 something something different it's it's half half wrestling half other stuff half unexplained take our hands and and walk us through it because we don't know all we know is what wwe tells us to know we don't know what is actually supposed to be going on with these people that we're going to be talking about
0: yeah yeah i think um before we get to it of course today we had the uh, sad news to be that bobby bobby Eaton has passed away um i think me and lee are gonna jump onto it and we'll talk about a bit more on sunday for the main show but mel um have you got any thoughts on bobby Eaton
1: in your time yeah he, he was brilliant with the midnight express and um you know and i i wasn't really around watching the midnight's the Midnight Express in their heyday or anything like that. I actually came to them later thanks to the uh, Jim Cornette experience, Jim Cornette's podcast. And mm-hmm. then I got hooked on them and like they were brilliant, the Midnight mm-hmm. Express and Bobby Eaton. And, you know, you just blew my mind when you told me he passed away. I had mm-hmm. no idea. And his in-ring work was amazing. This timing, how smooth he looked, just everything about him. it was good. Mm. Yeah.
2: He it was absolute legend. Again, like one of those uh number one drastically underrated because he didn't look like he didn't have the look of a 80s pro wrestler like WWF style pro wrestler. Um fantastic as a tag team whether or not he was on the the original version of the Midnight Express or his original version or with Stan Lane later on, but my I first saw Bobby Eaton when he was uh, he had a singles run. Uh, in the early 90s against steve austin as uh, when steve austin was uh, tv champion in, in wcw uh really great feud he had and he had that amazing top rope leg drop and if even today if you think about someone leaping off the rope or leaping off the top rope and landing on their rear end but. in the middle of the ring it's you know that's gonna hurt and even back then in those really hard rings he was doing that that was his finisher a leg drop off the leg drop off the top rope and uh always hit it um, amazingly worthwhile watching some old bobby Eaton matches if you've got access to the network
0: yeah oh man rest in peace bobby eating so sad sad times sad times. it's just, uh, too young as well only 60 odd wasn't he yeah he was 62. 62 yeah mm. oh man it's uh far too young but um well um yeah rest in peace Bobby. Eaton. but now uh, should we should we get to it should we get to this unexplained side of the slam for the for tonight uh to tonight guys if there's no any no one knows what this is we've obviously thank <laughs> i don't you think, think we do even it. know what it is we though. don't know what it, we no. will <laughs> we, 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 we will know later um <laughs> but we've basically thought of had an idea where we're going to try and combine uh combined many uh, wrestling through the years as many paranormal quote-unquote paranormal characters haven't they are they you know how how paranormal what's the reality of it of course mel has his unexplained possibilities podcast which is a deep dive a hugely deep dive into that and i thought well how can we combine the two so I thought, let's get in contact with mel and see if he'd like to do and i know mel like wrestling as well let's do the unexplained side of the slam so um we thought we'd look at these characters and these wrestlers through the years and then uh, mel can kind of tell us what the reality how how correct did wrestling get the unexplained side of the slam in theory so what's correct what's fake what's just craziness what's not real what is real and uh will we be freaked out uh it's going to be quite interesting and I think it's going to be a nice interesting journey so uh but yeah let's go yeah uh, thank you very much mel as well. well welcome to the
1: family before oh thank you for welcoming me i appreciate it <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but before we get into it, I do have a question for you and Lee Lawrence. Yeah. And like, are you guys into the paranormal? Are you believers or are you quote unquote open-minded skeptics?
2: Lee, oh go on, me. I oh, drop me here Oh great, drop me in it. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, i I would say I'm definitely open-minded. Um, I'm not one of those people who would be absolutely no, don't believe in anything that's slightly weird um because you know that's ridiculous it just belongs in books and movies and everything if i i think i just need a little bit of proof to show me that something exists you know i'll believe in aliens if i see some kind of evidence that aliens are around but very open to it and you know um i'd love to do some of the things like the ghost walks and and things like that and you know start looking into some of that stuff so yeah i'd almost uh a hopeful skeptic is that a thing you know i'm I, I i do want a little bit of proof but it'd be great to for some of these things that you just think of as almost fantasy in your head um what would actually uh be real so yeah i'm, I'm certainly open to it
1: well, well I think... that's the uh agent moulder i want to believe, I want to believe. It, well exactly traditional x-files yeah
0: was, what was scully <laughs> was moulder i want to believe
1: yeah scully was just hot
0: so oh. there we go <laughs> still <laughs> is today <laughs> <laughs> um i think for me i think i'm i'm kind of like lee as well i mean i watch a lot of those those most haunted that used to be on over here a lot i used to watch that a lot um and you know i, I again i'd sort of a little bit of proof but if i found the proof i'd definitely take a deep deep dive into it and mm. um you know of course not a deeper dive as you with mel but it's all quite i think it's all very interesting and i mean mel done me a tarot card reading about two or three weeks ago wasn't it mel and it was like you are you very nature uh wrapped around nature. it's just so true i mean like i tamed a, a, a wild fox and got got her to feed out of my hands you know she would run away from me sort of things like i'm very close to nature I, I i kind of think that anyway and mel didn't know that so much about me and then pulled this card realized i was and then Red, and then everything mel said to me was like oh my god that's like so true so like, i remember mel said you shaking your head because it was like i was shaking my head because it was so real i was like how do you know this? what <laughs> so it, it's it's really cool i was really quite um oh man it's gonna be this gonna be good good journey this is gonna be a good journey so yeah i'm a bit like lee like a hopeful skeptic i think so you know uh but i do like to believe some stuff i think so it'd be nice mm. to think that this isn't this isn't just it this isn't it you know, Although it's great, but you know, it will be good to look out for. Yeah, Derek Akura, Derek Derek got proven to be fake, Sophia says. So
2: Oh, I'd love to send I'd love to send Mel some videos of Derek Okora because he was the most dodgy like so, just to, just to illustrate it quickly, Mo, I'm not going to take over the show with this. There was a show called Most Haunted, and they go into these old like castles and buildings all over the UK and some of the really like the, the most haunted places in the country. And there's this there's this guy called uh, Derek Okora who was uh, supposed to be a medium, um, and uh, yeah, he overacted a lot and um, <laughs> was proved in later years to be an absolute you know nothing to do with it just um taking advantage and pretending everything but now that doesn't necessarily mean that uh you know i think it's fake it's just he was obviously trying to take advantage of people and he was good to the cameras but yeah uh, yeah i'd love to i'd love to send you some clips of that and uh and see what you make of it
1: <laughs> yeah please do um you can send them to me oh boy this is the first time i'm ever going to say this you can send them to me on the discord <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely yes definitely we'll do that we would
0: do that mel's camera's frozen by the way which is strange oh
1: great uh-oh let me see if i can fix it it's of course right. tech issues
0: it's all right Thanks. um there we go uh oh i got that camera's gone off uh, he's gonna switch it back, okay, on, back again. on there we go oh wow the 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 classic
1: eddies are jacked thank you so <laughs> and <the> trash <laughs> truck is coming by oh wow
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's the paranormal they don't want us to do this podcast they're like no don't that's do it. what it yeah. is
2: it's Vincent it? Man's creative. Uh, we're going to be busting all the uh, the myths and everything around his favourite characters. And it's, you know, they don't want us doing it. It's that the forces are taking over. They are, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it certainly is. So sorry about that, guys. Hopefully. Well, I can't fix this right now. Because but... we're live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I know the so... feeling, Mel. That's all we right. Need <laughs> we need it's a right. torch. That's <laughs> all right. So <laughs> should we get to the first So today, guys, we're going to look at Papa Shungo. He's the, he's the headliner. But and then we're also gonna look at the boogeyman. So uh, the boogeyman. two of WWE's most uh, craziest characters in the history of wrestling, I think. So um but first gonna look at the boogeyman. So um well, go for it,
2: Lee. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna I'm gonna read out there's a little bit of well, I say a little bit, there's loads in uh, the on WWE.com introducing people to the boogeyman if you don't know who he is. So lock your door, check under the bed and pray you don't hear the ticking of his clock. If you do be very afraid because you're about to face your deepest fears, the Boogeyman is coming to get you. Uh, Hailing from a mysterious abyss known as the Bottomless Pit, the terrifying Boogeyman first appeared in WWE on SmackDown in 2005. Creeping around the locker room area, the bizarre superstar would scare other competitors by appearing in the most unexpected places. And um, uh, Boogeyman continued to display shocking behavior in the weeks and months um, after his debut, during a match with Simon Dean in December 2005, the freak pulled a handful of live worms out of his pocket and ate the slimy suckers right there in the center of the ring. Definitely not vegan. Now, No, definitely not vegan. Um, wow. I mean, that, that's one of the things that I, I wanted to get to. I mean, obviously, the boogeyman going back into uh, sort of mythology is just a, a sort of infamous uh, fictional creature that lives under the bed and hides in the wardrobe and scares children um unless mel this is where you fill in the blanks is is there anything of a kind of a legitimacy to it does it come from anywhere does it is it linked to
1: anything um yes and no it's a bit complicated with the boogeyman but to really get into it we kind of have to go back to the origin of the actual name boogeyman and this goes to the 1800s even though Oh. boogeymen technically can date back it dates back to the 1500s and beyond but the name itself comes from pirates uh they oh. were called the boogie or the buganese pirates and the english and dutch um from the east indian trading company i think it was called mm. they would get attacked by them around indonesia and the Boogie or Bougainese pirates had black sails, they were cannibals, and they were very vicious wow. oh my God. and quite scary. So, the uh, Brits and the Dutch would go back home and they would tell stories about these boogeymen right.
0: and how ah. scared they were.
1: So, that's partially where the name comes from. Now, the boogeyman itself, we're looking at an entity that you know sometimes people get mixed up they're like it's a demon it's a devil well no it's its own entity and it could be a type of thought form a thought form is um how can i put it simply put if a lot of people believe in something they give it energy and that energy brings it to life oh and the boogeyman can be thought of as a type of thought form. And we see this again throughout different cultures all around because every culture has its own boogeyman. And for whatever reason, they all function around the same way. Um, and again, going a step further, uh, hop goblins would be considered boogeymen, And uh, they're huge in Europe. And then I know in England, you guys have uh what's his name bloody bones that that guy, right? Man. And, i've not um, heard of that
2: but i will check that out
1: <laughs> yeah yeah look up bloody bones and the the biggest thing that they all have in common is fear right like yeah everything works off of fear so
0: uh, so and that's what his character was kind of based around wasn't it i guess he just yeah. there'd be a, a setting i saw stuff for like simon dean's introducing his new uh protein shake things and then they opened up the the dinner tray and then boogeyman's head there so it scares them and a lot of fear was involved around boogeyman wasn't there like of course from freak people out with the worms and and all that uh, it's not i mean a lot of the stuff that boogeyman did during his time in the in the in the fed was it was not very nice to, to watch i didn't i didn't like <laughs> it was creepy it, it, and when no, he was he,
1: eating actual worms as well he was they he were, eating worms rigged, yeah, yeah. he was eating real night crawlers and foaming at the mouth he would get one of those uh what, what are those things that you put in the water and just like alka-seltzer oh. Yes! yeah oh gosh he was he was a disturbing <laughs> character but freaking marty wright played him well mm. so oh yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: What's it, so is the boogie is the stuff of the clock and and everything he's got there is that what's well, that got to, what's okay. that to do with because so... it is it, I'm always mistaken in and thinking the boogeyman's about dreams and is that right Well, or... okay. it's about coming out at night, isn't it? Right. Well, not
1: quite. Um, oh, the thing, okay. The, the thing with the clock is, and this goes to how the gimmick was formed and what they told him. The thing with the clock is actually representative of Freddy Krueger, because originally he was inspired, partially inspired by Freddy Krueger. And the clock was tick tock, tick tock. One, two, Freddy's coming for you, three, four, lock the door. And so the clock was representative of I'm coming, tick tock, tick tock. So it's more of a reference to Freddy Krueger. But saying that, and they probably did this unintentionally, but it could also bear reference to the witching hour, right when yeah. it's supposed to be the um, between certain times is when things that go bump in the night are most active uh when it comes to boogeyman though there is no set time they could come out whenever they want for whatever reason um And in this case, though, I I would say the clock has more to do with the gimmick and Freddy Krueger than it does the actual boogeyman. Uh, Now, if he was coming out at midnight to 2 p.m. or 2 p.m. the, or excuse me, midnight to uh, 2 a.m. or 2 a.m. to 4 a.m., then we might have something. And uh, just to add on to that about the witching hour, there are psychological tests that were done on people who said that they experienced paranormal admiralities and seeing things. And the, the witching hour, depending on the culture changes. In Christianity, it's three to, or yeah, 3 to 4 because of the mocking of the death of Jesus he was supposed to have died at 3 p.m. So they say that the witching hour for them is 3 to 4 a.m. Right. Um however studies have shown that between the times of 2 and 4 a.m. and with 3 3 a.m. being the peak a lot of weird things happen and people claim mm. to see ghosts and spirits and experience things that right. they can't truly explain especially at 3 a.m so it might be something too bad right wow so well i'm
0: not going to sleep tonight uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, the th- I think the question of all these characters and these wrestlers we're looking at is how much of their apparel and gimmicks are apparel and gimmicks and how much of it is based around the reality i mean you're saying the boogeyman was like a manifestation of energy is that
1: mm-hmm.
0: within where, well, okay. where you might live to so say if it's like some aborigines would they manifest a boogeyman that looks like a sort of boogeyman, well you know, okay then... so
1: th- this is where it gets interesting because again all the cultures they all pretty much describe the boogeyman as the same thing um with some minor differences but mostly the same and when i say cultures i mean from Native Americans to people in Latin America, Egyptians or the Mediterranean. Um, but uh, the modern incarnation of the boogeyman, the one that we see, uh, the wrestler, is based off of the the, the the German boogeyman. And I am going to butcher some German, so I'm terribly sorry in advance to the German people, um, but they called him Der Schwarzmann. Der Schwarzmann. Something like that. And that translates to black man. And it doesn't, it's not talking about ethnicity or skin color. It means just a dark figure. Right. And from there, they created a children's game. And again, who's ready for more butchering? I will just say it normally. Uh, Who's afraid of the boogeyman, essentially. And then that um, created the, the legend that we know now. But the key is, they said that he was a dark figure. If right. we go to Spain, he's a dark figure, but in their version, he wears a sack over his head. Same with Latin America. He, he's a dark figure with a sack. In Egypt, he's uh, some type of dark creature. He's not humanoid, but some type of creature. Yeah. All dark. And in the Mediterranean, he's dark, but... In this case, he wears a, a, a hood, a dark hood, so you can't see his face, looks totally black, and he wears a very dark, dark black coat. Right. So the key is, it's a black figure of some sort. So if we go to the boogeyman as we know him, technically, he's scary looking, so the fear part is right. Yeah. But because he has the different face, you know, the red and a bit of yellow and everything, Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's... It takes weight now if he was which I guess you can't exactly do this in this day and age, but if he was all blackface <laughs> then yeah, it would be more accurate but I, I would say from a fear point of view. He nailed it. They you know, it's scary But from a more traditional point of view, he should technically be all black right, okay Hello, I been so
0: um, what was that? I was in the chat. So, but with the uh, with his, like, you know, with the worms and all that sort. Of, is that is that anything to do with it, eating the worms? So that's that was going to no. be my next question about. Like,
2: no, if, the, did they the, just do it to make him look creepy and weird? Or they, is there they any just did
1: that? On? They just did that. The the freak people out and scare you, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, it's no worm because with the boogeyman, it's it's all about fear in some way and he doesn't eat. I mean, well, he he might eat the kids he steals. They they don't really say. Um, Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? (laughs) Um, But they don't really say. Uh, We do know that the Boogeyman, I, I should say this, the Boogeyman is scary, but most legends revolving around the Boogeyman, he's actually harmless. Right. He scares you to stop you from doing something. Oh. so it's so a he's there to teach lessons, and this is why they say that he might be a thought form. And I go back to, um, bloody bones. Mm. Bloody bones is said to appear when children are being naughty and they're too close to the marches. Yeah, and he'll grab you and pull you in, and they say don't go near there and. For practical reasons, yeah, you go in there, you might fall, get stuck, and drown. And oh. Bloody Bones got you. So it's a tactic to keep you out of danger. So the boogeyman can be a protector and not, uh, and he protects you through fear. Wow. And comes to your rescue through fear and not necessarily something that wants to harm you. Because if we do look at the boogeyman through uh, his career, he just scared people. mostly I mean, unless he was in the ring. Yeah. But he he mostly scared you. He didn't necessarily harm you, but he scared the bejeebus out of you. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. I was just gonna
2: say, like right now, I'm I've, I've put in uh, boogeyman into Google and clicked to images, and I'm scrolling through. Do not do it. It's getting dark here in the UK, uh, about twenty past eight, and you just you don't want to be doing that right now. As if you go
1: to bed <laughs> in the next hour
0: or so. I've looked up. I've, I've looked up on um, bloody bones as well, Mel. I mean. That's, uh, that's some scary stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you guys opened this book, so you better read it.
0: <laughs> so are we going to get to an episode two of this? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to have sleep again. Um, yeah. But that's quite, because I mean, yes, the boogeyman was never a bad guy, was he? In theory, he was, uh, he was a good guy. Yeah he, yeah, he did kind of terrorize the bad guys, didn't he? Yeah, Booker of T, uh, JBL, he was terrorizing all the bad guys. So I mean, and then
1: he ate that thing off of uh Jillian Hall's face. <laughs> that, was <close. laughs>
2: that was terrible. Uh, did we have to bring that up? <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Sef- Sef- that Sef- was says He was
2: comic relief at the time. Yeah, he was. Yeah,
0: let's just f- find something weird for him to do. Ugh. Was he? Bray so wind. was he? Was he? Um, you know, it's just interested, like how he's was his. Did his there was his character. Um, did martin wright have the boogeyman beforehand?
1: No No, he was uh, no, given yeah. that gimmick. Yeah, well, no, 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 uh, because we have to look at what it was in ovw and When jim cornett ran ovw, you know, he has a thing about realism. He doesn't like gimmicks too much. Yeah, but He had The gimmick kind of the boogeyman, but in this case it was more of like he's a psychotic and he escaped the mental institution right and he added layers to it and it's like oh no he's the boogeyman he's not an escape mental uh mental patient and when he was supposed to debut on raw that's when they were doing the uh, featurettes and tiktok and shadows and all that good stuff yeah and um but he got injured. Marty Wright got injured, and so they switched him the SmackDown. And then the Boogeyman, Boogeyman rape. So he always had the gimmick, but it, it changed from psychotic to the boogeyman.
0: Mm. More of a joke thing, wasn't it? Because Booker T and Charmel at the time were quite jokey, weren't they, as well? And and then JBL. I mean any baddie the funny thing with the boogeyman, there's the moments where the baddie would be doing something or the heel and he'd just look in the door and be, and the boogeyman would sing a song. and said, the boogeyman's coming to get you. Uh, it was quite good. And then the, the, the baddie would just have a sort of deadpan face and just close the door. Oh, what was that? <laughs> and look at him again. <laughs> it was good. That's um, oh, mad, isn't it? Because uh, he was from Tough Enough, wasn't he, as well? And he was said he was yeah. older. He said he was younger than he actually was to we, get through Tough he Enough.
2: Was, I think the limit was 35. So he said he was 30. Right. and then a couple of days into it he actually admitted that he was 40 and they they ditched him but i think by the fact that he he sort of kept up with the young guys at that point after tough enough had finished they invited him in to, uh, to do some training to to ovw and they they kind of liked what he did and you know gave him a, gave him a,
1: a shot uh, you know they it, uh, he talks about that actually with on the ryback experience on ryback's podcast and um he said that part of the reason why he was able to get into OVW was because he refused to get on the bus to go home. Really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was like, this quit isn't in me. And I was like, no, I'm not getting on that bus. That means I lost. I can't get it. I'm going it. You know, like, no. And they were like, all right, all right. got the passion. Like, fine. Send them to development or whatever. You know, see what we can do there. Uh, so part of it was also because he was like, uh, we'll just say stubborn. Yeah, he tenacious. Did not, yeah, he did not want to lose this opportunity.
0: Some um, right. head is still put in the chat. Bloody Bones is an ancient version of a lifeguard who works at night. Ooh. That's quite. <laughs> and Bloody Bones is is a British based sort of boogeyman. Then uh,
1: Bloody Bloody Bones is British based. Wow. uh But and it's funny because he actually traveled over here in the uh, U.S. South. They have legends of Bloody Bones.
0: Wow! Oh wow! It's really weird. Oh my god! This is quite interesting, isn't it? And We're learning everything. This is good. It's thank you, Mel, so much. It's really good. I mean, but I mean, we have to question: is like he's got this huge character. Why did he not keep going? Like he ended. What happened? Can you remember? League? Were you podcasting at the time?
2: Um, I Was think it? he, you know, there's a lot of things that Vince uh puts his his thought into it or create an amazing gimmick and then it will you know someone will come in all guns blazing like the boogeyman he was on tv every week he was involved yeah. in every little angle and, and messing with everyone and then just slowly loses steam and and vince decides to put his time into someone else and then you know his, his appearance is a lot more sporadic and <laughs> then occasionally just turn up on the raw anniversaries from time yeah, to time yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and bearing in mind when he did start he was 40 years old then and uh, you know, uh, he's probably not really up for a, a full time role, to be honest with you, uh, after a few years. But, um, yeah, just just kind of sort of gradually faded out, which was um, which was a shame. I think, again, when he started, it was quite a serious character and people were legitimately scared of him. But the longer time went, they kind of made him into a bit of a parody character and, and not really to be taken very seriously. which is a shame.
0: Yeah, banana book's just put in chat. He's fifty-seven now, so he must have been in his early forties during the tough enough. I'm thirty-six, and the thought of trying to keep up with people in their twenties scares me.
2: Absolutely, that's, no, that's, me
0: uh, that's right. Um, and Steffi he says he show, he's no showed in the events after cashing the checks as well. Oh no, well that's not very good, is it? No, that's not no, good. At that's all.
1: not good at all.
0: I remember. I think his last he was last in the Fed on t- two thousand eighteen Raw reunion show wasn't it and then he was um also in the royal rumble 2015 in the ring with bray when he got chucked out straight away
2: and he was on the raw legends night this year on oh, january the 4th oh was he oh wow yeah, yeah. um and scared angel gaza with r-truth pinning to regain the 24-7 championship title oh
0: my why was he not the 24-7 champion could have been a make. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> very weird
2: very weird uh, oh, but bad. yeah no it's uh, interesting interesting time um and the fact that I had no idea that there was that amount of history in it at all. Really didn't.
0: Yeah, he was around in the Fed for four years straight, actually. No, it doesn't feel like that. No, from 15 to 2009. 2005, 2009. We went up to ECW as well.
1: I have some bad news. I might have to drop out and then come back. Uh, Other things are starting to go wrong now.
0: Okay, Uh, Mel.
1: So give me one minute. Yeah, well, yeah, we, can, yeah, no we can cut
0: to an advert, Mel, and then come back and talk, um, and uh, get into Shungo, if you like.
1: Okay, so I'll try to make this as quick as possible. That's okay. okay, take your yeah, time. So it's all right, good. We got we
0: got some bits. It's fine. So, uh, get ready to
1: this is the phenomenal AJ Styles, your TNA World Heavyweight Champion, and you're listening to the Ministry of Slam. Hey, this is Bret Hitman Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And
0: you're listening to the Ministry of Slam. Uh, Mel, before we move on to Papa Shungo, we need to ask you, so we're going to do this for every, every wrestler we look at, what would you score the Boogeyman's gimmick in comparison to the reality of the Boogeyman? Out of 10.
1: How close was it? Out of 10. Um... You know, I actually think they they got the boogeyman really good, like really good, all things considered. So I would actually give him eight out of ten. Wow. Oh, wow. That's quite good. Eight out of ten because they focus on the fear, which is the main thing with the boogeyman. Yeah. And, you know, he is creepy. He pops up when he pops up. He does hide in dark spaces and all of that. And. And even though the worms isn't technically part of it, again, it's a fear thing. And even I didn't mention this, but even him coming out of the the fog and everything in the Pacific Northwest, the boogeyman comes out of green fog. So, you know, they did a good job. So, yeah, eight out of (laughs) ten.
2: That's that's
0: amazing.
1: I think I think as well, the thing is with him,
0: imagine imagine seeing a, 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 a boogeyman coming through, crawling on the ground like he did. That'd be so scary in reality. Imagine you being somewhere, oh, gone for a drink. Oh, what the hell was that? And then this huge like thing just craw- crawls. Oh god, it'd be so scary, wouldn't
2: it? And, and then... the other thing that he used to do that always used to freak me out was that when he did that walk and he did that weird sort of like juddery kind of um... yeah, the spasm yeah like in the ring that with where they've got all the like as if the bones are cracking and sort of stuff yeah. it, you know that that kind of thing and that i find that really creepy so that kind of adds to it as
0: well yeah yeah definitely it was his skit in words, he's lower skids he's a good 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 character i think the look is amazing i mean i don't know if it's anyone i mean of course the fiend's incredible sort of look but his look because it was all makeup all over his face must have took forever to wash that off and he didn't and he have had, any teeth did he oh, i was teeth. gonna
2: say that was something else that added to it he was missing a load of teeth wasn't he in the, a yeah. big row of he had a, t- a tooth plate that he probably pulled out uh, when he went to the ring and uh yeah it just made him look even more different and uh and interesting i wonder so, if they took
0: him serious would he have been any good like instead of this Um, the scary side but then done serious matches you know maybe hardcore
1: stuff or or something like that you know destroyed people well i i think the problem was like you know i don't want to get on marty too much because i really like him Mm. but he could have used more in work training (laughs) we'll say that but so maybe
2: it's time to move on to Papa Shango. We'll move on to Spooky Papa Shango. man doesn't yeah. want us to
0: continue. No. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully we won't get voodoo uh getting us in this next bit. But here we go. Well, you're so.
2: Voodoo Vegas, so I think we'll be all right, Lawrence.
0: Yes, I am. Yes. But lately, <laughs> Lee, Lee, let's le- let's read what the WWE blurb says about Papa Shango. Okay. So
2: Papa Shango. Uh, in 1992, the haunting voodoo practitioner, known as Papa Shango, made his shocking debut in WWE. Stalking down the aisle with a smoking skull in his hands, the bizarre superstar's horrifying appearance, complete with morbid skeletal face paint and a necklace made from bones, struck fear in his opponents before he even stepped into the ring. Once the bell rang, Shango was even more fearsome, using his 330-pound frame to completely destroy everything in his path. Um, and it skips on, uh, had his obviously his biggest moment was his his, uh, short-lived feud with the Ultimate Warrior. Using black magic to intimidate the warrior, Shango infamously caused a strange dark liquid to ooze from the former WWE champion's head when, for the first time ever, he wore a coat during an interview during a memorably twisted interview segment with Mean Gene Okerlund. And uh, he also did that one where he gave him stomach palpitations, made him he vomit everywhere. Up. Yeah, oh my God. backstage.
0: No, that was cool. that's one of my memories of like young wrestling. we were vomiting over everybody. That doctor, poor doctor guy, green pee yeah. stuff. Oh, that was gross. Yeah. And, and Mean Gene <laughs> got like the black goo running down his hand. And he's like. Oh. Oh, yeah, for ages, showing his hands to the camera. Going, oh, I've got g- black goo down my hand, and that was about it. So. <laughs> and me and Gene was fine the other end, The next week, you two, and, so something happened to me. Oh, I got cursed as well. Oh, look at this, and that was it. But yeah, it was he was he looked badass actually. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, what so, Mel, let's go, let's go for it. And because uh, you you said, let's move Papa Shango second because this one's got yeah. quite a lot of detail,
1: it's it's a lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, so number one, to before we really jump into it, you have to understand with voodoo, it's three different types, you have Vodan, which is source, and that's from West Africa benign, to be exact. And then you have Haitian voodoo, right. which, um, of course, it came from Africa, but um, it had to be practiced in secret for a bit. And and you know if 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 it wasn't then the french because they were the ones doing the trade over there they would beat people down and and you know it's just terrible and then you have new orleans voodoo which new orleans voodoo aka louisiana voodoo is not true voodoo like it has the same base concepts but it's also mixed with eastern european folk magic as well as native american magic so new orleans voodoo is closer to hoodoo than voodoo and hoodoo is the magic without the belief so <laughs> a little confusing the magic but without belief. Hmm. yeah so in other words it's the folk magic it's it, it it's me cursing you right. without having to Go or use what they call a loa, and a loa is. People incorrectly say they're gods of uh, of voodoo and all that, and that's no. They're not gods. They're not angels. They're not demons. Um, they are our ancestral spirits. They're ancestors. They're our ancestors. And when I say ours, I mean everyone's. Mine's, yours, Lee's, everyone's. Right. And they ascended to uh, a a type of divinity um and they all work to help humanity in different ways they all have different roles depending and the so you can know voodoo is actually monotheistic it is a religion it's not a cult it's not satanic it's a religion a, right. a very serious religion and right. um the god of voodoo, his name is Bondier, which is French for good God. So, you know, good God, y'all. And um, <laughs> and uh, turning it back to Papa Shango. Well, let's just say thank God they didn't use an actual loa, <laughs> or else they probably would have gone bad, really, because, yeah, because the thing is, you don't insult voodoo. They somewhat insulted it, but at the same time, they use, and I'll, I'll get into it in a second. They they use the right loa to take influence from, right? If it, and, oh yes, and then uh, like I said, it's a lot to voodoo. Um, it, it's just so much to understand. I'm trying to cut a lot of it out, but to to go deeper into it, in voodoo there are seven loa families. Right, and the families are uh, the Rada, actually, because I have trouble saying these names and remembering them. Here we go. You have the Rada, the yeah. Petu, yeah, the Gide. Those are the three big ones. After that, you have the Congo, you have the Nago, yeah, uh, the Ebo, and the um, this is one of those names, Juba. There we go, the Juba, and these families, well, we'll stick with the main three, the, the, the families each represent certain, um, uh, how do I put it? But, well, basically, let's put it like this. The Rada are considered cool, meaning that they're calm, easygoing, and you call upon them when you want good things to happen, maybe even protection, good luck. The Petu, they are called hot, not evil, hot. And because they are aggressive, they're hot-tempered, and they were born from the anger of the slaves. And Uh. they, you know, so you call upon them when you want to slap somebody around. And then you have the Gide. And the Gide are... Loa of the Dead and Fertility, so Death and Fertility, Death and Rebirth. Mm. And that is who Papa Shango is based off of, the Gide Loa, which tells us right there he should not be based off of them. Nah, nah. <laughs> he, he, so um, if I were to redo his character or whatever, I would have him based off one of the Petu and right. not the gide <laughs> but uh the the thing with the gide is they're easygoing they 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 curse a lot they like drinking they smoke um they're just really fun because they understand that there's more to life after death death is not the end so right. they live it up they party they have a good gosh darn time and the head of the Gide family is Papa Gide aka Baron Samadi. Hmm. Right. And you might know Baron Samadi from James Bond Live and Let Die, Roger Moore. Yeah, yeah. And that is who Papa Shango is based off of, that Baron Samadi from 007.
0: Right. Wow. I have not seen that at Live and Let Die for years. Um I have seen it though. Um but not for a long time. I can't really remember how much what what sort of goes on. I remember
2: um, him sat on the train at the end where he uh, yeah. disappears off. That's
0: the one of the key scenes from the film. Yeah, everyone um, remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things Pop Shong. He wasn't around for very long, was he? I mean, he kind of was like a sort of. Well, he, he was kind of basically had this little little period of time with WrestleMania eight, and he was late to the ring, mm. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then he had this little sort of f- a feud with the Ultimate Warrior that was the, about it wasn't it with the voodoo stuff uh with a lot more of the cursing and stuff and that was basically it he was basically just like
1: well he he did have a match with undertaker ah uh, but on, on tv was it yeah it was on tv i'm pretty sure i i, I won i yeah i'm pretty sure it was on tv i kind of remember this match because they were billing it as like oh my god it's the undertaker with his powers and then you have papa shango with his you know so yeah i he had it, it didn't go anywhere unfortunately that would have no. been good but he did have a match with undertaker it, it was pretty interesting yeah. i know you had a match with uh kamala which is terrible was interesting.
0: <laughs> 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 and, and Bret hart as well he, he had a lot of matches yeah. around that time i think he's supposed to be like a lead up for Warriors to have something to do before randy savage at, rest- yeah. at summersland 92. Yeah. I mean, he was actually in. He was in WWE as late as WrestleMania Nine.
2: He was in a dark match against uh, El Matador, Tito Santana.
0: Was he really?
2: Yeah, and dark
1: match. Uh, I actually, I recently saw that match uh, with Matador. weren't they, or am I thinking of the one they were in? Were they in Mexico City? I know it was a very big stadium with like eighty thousand people. Wow! And um, Matador and Papa Shango they went at it that was actually a good match <laughs> i really well, was, enjoyed um,
2: that they did yes it was it was the one they built in in las vegas it was the out in oh, the las car vegas. park of okay. caesar's caesar's palace they just put a load of temporary bleachers up and then just put a load of scenery up so it actually looked like a semi decent arena but it was just a load of bleachers in a car wow. park really <laughs> i mean but
1: it looked so good so many people were just
2: uh yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean that, that probably is, is around actually that match um uh, they do tend to, to stick some of the dark matches on the network and, and um, you, know, you can find them some of the hidden
1: gems. Wow. It, it's, oh. Sorry, trash truck. That's right. <laughs> I, was there, I
0: saw uh, Charles Wright, who played Pop Shunga. He was saying that a lot of the stuff he said during his promos was, was actual voodoo spells. If that's the right word?
1: Um, you could call them incantations. Incantations. Um, yeah. Um, I was listening back and some of it it's a little bit but then i would say the other part's gibberish right and the thing is like it would never work uh because voodoo has a fell safe in it (laughs) thank god and um and it it doesn't matter because what he was doing wasn't voodoo that would be hoodoo right um if he was doing some voodoo stuff then that means that oh boy we're about to go into it now if he was doing (laughs) voodoo things that means he he would have had to have done a ritual beforehand he would have had to quite possibly sacrifice a chicken or a pig it it depends on the family um now i i do want to make this clear because um You know, when people, when they hear sacrifice, sometimes they, they get the wrong idea. And, and I I can understand that because no one wants to see an innocent animal harmed. Um, But for a sacrifice to be a sacrifice, it, you have to love, actually love this animal and this creature. And you have to care for it and raise it. And when it comes to sacrificial animals and voodoo they do love and care and it's hard for them to sacrifice this animal as an offering and it like when i say hard it's hard they cry they break down they don't want to do it and that's what makes it a sacrifice anyone just killing something just to kill it you're a prick and you need to kick in the balls uh, um that's right but with voodoo the animals are very sacred yeah, they try to give them the best life as possible. And when they do give them as an offering the loa Specifically state you better, you know, like make it as painless as possible And if you waste this animal in any way, you will be punished. So nothing goes really? to waste it's, Yeah, so does that
0: happen still today that happens still today? Yes.
1: Yes. Wow. Well. It's still done today um, in secret for them, unless it's in Hades, where it's openly practiced. But in the States, not so much. It's more so done in secret in the in the US. Um, wow. But yeah, so Papa Shango, he would have had to have done that type of ritual. He would have had to let the loa that he's trying to connect with ride him, And that is a type of possession when when they call it riding right. and this the spirit The Loa literally rides you. It's on top of you and takes over your body. You're in control. And to test this, to make sure it's legit, you have to do tests. They, the, the, stop honking. There's Papa (laughs) Shango (laughs) outside. The, um, the voodoo priest uh, called the uh, Ongan. That's a male priest, a female priest in voodoo is called the mambo. They're both equal, right? There's no sexes divided in here. They would ask questions and perform tests. Uh, one test, for instance, with Maman Brigitte is this is terrible, but they would get some of the hottest peppers in the world and they would feed it to the person, make uh. them drink the, the pepper juice, and Rub it on the female's genitals. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So <laughs> that's how they test. And if you react to it, then they know you're faking. Um, so why why are they doing that? To make sure that the loa is actually in the person. The person isn't mm. just lying and saying, "Oh yes, I feel the loa. They are riding me." Yeah. Right. So they test. So make if... sure it's like no.
0: So, you're saying with Papa Shango, if the spells and incantation he was doing was voodoo, he would have had to have to get stop the lower being on top of him, he would have had to do the, the chili test. In, well, in okay, that,
1: that's if it was Maman Brigette, uh, right. Maman Bridget. So, but he, he he didn't he wasn't summoning her, if anything, he was closer to Papa Gide slash Baron Samadhi, but and this is where the other problem arises because he's portrayed as a voodoo priest, uh, ugun Yeah. Oogan. Oh, these words. <laughs> he wouldn't have had anything come to him. He would have done that to someone else. Right. And, and that's, that's part of, you know, but they never did say that he was being taken over by a spirit or anything like that. I don't believe. No. So that could get a pass. Um, so, so but, um, uh, what about the, the
0: cursing and the, the the black stuff down yeah, Ultimate Warrior's head and vomiting <laughs> and
1: none of that's real. No, that that's not. The, uh, again, that's hoodoo. It right. would be considered hoodoo, and and not voodoo. And it doesn't happen. Like uh, no, right. <laughs> the, there's no black stuff that's gonna leak out. I'll, although you can probably mess up someone's stomach to where they will cough up blood or Ooh. maybe give them explosive diarrhea and oh my all that. So there are possibilities there. Ultimate Warrior puking is very, very possible with Hoodoo. And, and uh, for it to work with Voodoo, he would have had to have done more. So I, I, it wouldn't have happened on the spot, is right. what I, what I'm saying. It would have taken time, and he would have had to have done rituals for this to happen. So, and and even then, he was doing, because he didn't do rituals, because he wasn't consulting with the Loa, he was doing hoodoo, and black stuff is not going to come out of you, but so, puking, stomach aches, oof. that is a, that's a very real possibility. Um, and wow. I, I, should, I should also say that technically he's not even uh, a voodoo priest, he would be considered a Bokur. Right. A Bokur is someone trained in, in voodoo who they may have been trained by a Ugan because voodoo is an oral religion. Everything is passed down from, from teacher to student, oral. Right. So a Bokur would have learned all that, but the Bokur works with what they call good and evil. Right. So... Papa Shango would have been a Bakur working with the evil side. It's, um,
0: if it's, so let's say he was going to do a, not a, a curse on the ultimate warrior that was the vomiting. What, what would be a more realistic curse he would do then? He
1: could- uh, a realistic thing, he would have, um, if it's voodoo, he would have probably. Okay, how extreme do you want to go? <laughs> Let's put it that let, Let's let do it. Ministry of Islam is extreme. Let's do as, it. As long as oh, right, it okay. but,
0: yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs>
1: okay, so he would have uh, c- uh, contacted either a Congo Loa or a Petu Loa. If he was going to contact a Petu Loa, it would have been Marionette Blache. Marionette, that translates to Marionette of the Dry Bones. Right. Scary woman. And... Um, I hope you don't mind me giving you little history lessons. No, it's fine. Uh, It's good. Okay, so Marionette of the Dry Bones, she was elevated to a Loa because she is one of uh, the... She's a Mambo who helped start the Haitian Revolution. She she sacrificed the Black Pig to uh, Ezili Dantor, and that helped kick off the Haitian Revolution where they, they beat the French. And the French caught Marionette and they hunger or they, they put her at the stake. They burnt her alive at the stake until nothing was left, but her bones. And she was an escaped slave and everything. So, when you call her, she has shackles on her wrists and chains and everything. And she's very, very oh. scary. You, <laughs> she's extremely it's scary. You don't, scary. With, <laughs> you don't mess with Marionette Boisce unless you have a really good reason. Mm. But he would have called on Marionette Boisce or uh, Tijon Petu. And Tijon Petu is a very powerful Loa, Petu Loa. He's supposed to be the leader of the Petu short-tempered very powerful mess you up and when i say mess you up i mean he will physically harm you right marionette marionette watch will mentally break you down and you will wake up with scratches but you'll be more psychologically destroyed
0: no
1: Jean petu will physically mess you up he will deteriorate you but if we really want to mess someone up and i don't even like saying this name but he is a loa who the other loa are afraid of right to the point where he's actually chained in the forest uh no one summons him at all no one no one people leave him offerings just to make sure he doesn't come Um, I'll only say his name one time, you don't have to uh, if it's... and his name is Bakula Baka, right? And oh. he is a cannibal, he is extremely strong and destructive, right? Short tempered, he will kill you. Oh. That's simple if you oh. really want to mess someone up, like so. If Papa Shango really hated the ultimate warrior (laughs) ultimate warrior (laughs) he would have called that guy and he would have killed him and not only would he yeah but the thing is you can't control that particular loa you can't he does what he wants so if he brought him to right he would have messed everything up everyone would have gotten messed up papa shango included
0: mean gene would not have been doing that little promo going (laughs) i got cursed as well last week No. no
1: mean gene would uh mean gene would be six feet under oh well he kind of is excuse me but back then <laughs> we'd have had the attitude so, era a few years earlier with
2: people yeah, eating other people in the middle of the ring
1: yeah um <laughs> you you don't mess with helm. he's uh. quite scary like and like i said i'm only saying his name one time if you yeah. didn't get it you didn't get it
2: <laughs> rewind and listen to the archive and check it out
0: man it's um yeah. it's great. oh god it's a bit it's a bit um uh, ooh, scary i think i yeah, think don't, it...
2: don't spend too much time thinking so, about it
0: <laughs> again now so it's a lower what they're on top of they're they're on top of the person who's so with they're, they're with papa Shango, in theory casting the is that is that right is that why I'm is that what what you're saying
1: in theory yeah they would be working through papa, papa Shango. Shango. right um so it's nothing that he's doing himself it's them working through them. However, I have to say that even then, you know, it's it's a lot of stuff missing because with voodoo, everything goes with the rhythm. So you have to have drumming to to start putting you right. in a trance. And it's just doom, doom, doom. Actually, uh, uh for Voodoo Vegas, I would, you know, never do this, but I would recommend you looking into the Juba because they Deal with music, right, and rhythm and all that. So perhaps you want, you know, you are already called Voodoo Vegas. So you know, it's taking that extra step. Give it a go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he um, um,
0: so he done a lot of twitching, you know didn't he? He was like a bit like the boogeyman, actually. He did do a lot of twitching. Yeah, pop. he did a lot though. of like uh, mumbling and yeah, was, his voice. Under his Man, like... when he done his voice, his voice was so really quite a good, yeah. strong voice, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but um it was theatrics um some of them yeah and
2: i thought about the the boogeyman sorry to sorry to cut you off now um he was um he he had his little run in 1992 they were due to bring him back uh attitude era time in a much darker version of the character yeah yeah um and uh yeah he was due to come back and had agreed everything and there are some some concepts i've got uh, a photo of him in the the yeah, that's right. He's got a very slightly different makeup, a bit more demonic uh, look to him in, uh, in in some of his, um, but certainly still a, a voodoo style look, if you want to put it that way. But God knows what WWE were going to do to make it even darker and bring it into the Attitude Era. But they scrapped it and they brought him into the Nation of Domination and he was just the godfather back then. Um, but yeah, we very nearly saw a more involved version of Papa Shango and, and uh, it really interesting as to what they would have potentially
1: done with him at that point you know that actually probably could have worked um okay so going into small details again but with voodoo like i said you have the rada loa the cool even-tempered and then you have the petu and then the gide even though he was portraying a gide if they brought him back and he was in that type of darker aggressive thing it would have been a petu and that that could have worked um, however again he would have to have done certain rituals for things to work out and one of them actually involves uh, this guy here right oh so what I'm showing you guys in the center there is called a vive and this is think of it like think of it like the bat symbol right and every. Loa has a Vive. And actually, they did a good job because Papa Shango, he actually has one. I mean, it's not a real one, but it, it actually is a, a, a Vive. The, is that, is that on snakes. his um, tights? Yeah. And, and um, every Loa has one. And it's like the bat signal. It calls them to like you call, they see it, they come. Yeah. So for it to work, they would have had to have used the second aspect of Papa Legba. Uh, Papa Legba is the Loa at the crossroads, and uh, he is equivalent to St. Peter. So he, he guards the gates. He opens the gates of heaven, so to speak. Yeah. So if he's the good aspect, the dark aspect would be Satan. Essentially, even though there are there, there are no devils in Voodoo, by the way, there's actually no devils. But this is just for people to understand. But. um, Yeah, um, and. The darker aspect, which is called uh, his name is Kalfu, and he opens the gates where the demons are. So if they did something like that with Papa Shango and showed him like opening those gates, Working with cow food, that would have been next level. Um, that actually would have gotten them in trouble, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Is that um, because
0: there's a fine line, isn't there? I, I suppose what what you're saying with Papa shungo is there's there's quite a fine line. If they, it's a good thing they. I think for, I'm not sure, but the look is quite good. But if they don't dive, dive deep into it, they could have gotten in a lot of trouble here. You're saying?
1: Yeah. Um, the he looks like Baron Samady yeah. and. And again, it's the right person because the Baron, uh, Baron Samadhi or the Gide family in general, they're just easygoing, They're cool. They're very charming. So he wouldn't care. I mean, you know, it's probably mildly annoying, but overall he's like, "Eh." but if he, if they did something like a a Papa Legba or a, uh, well, shoot Baron LaCruz, that would have been an issue because you
0: What does the Papa Papa mean for for all of them?
1: Papa head.
0: Head. Ah, okay.
1: So yeah, it's it's the head of the family, the the person in charge. Head. So you'll have you'll hear Papa or or grand. Right. And then you'll have a baron. But when when it's papa, it's you're the head. Right. right? You're the leader. So um if if he would have done any other character, or not character, excuse me, any other Loa, it would have been bad. Like, things probably would have happened because you you don't insult Voodoo. You just mm. don't do it.
0: Hmm. Whew. It's quite interesting, isn't it, Lee? That is interesting.
2: It's, um, yeah, quite scary How on how kind of, how much they had to toe the line and could have potentially got themselves into uh, some trouble with it. It's, do you think um...
0: they did, though? Do you think they did toe the line, or do you think they just caution to the do wind. Like, I'm just... not doing this,
1: Vince. Just, I love it. Yeah. You
0: know, Vince just doing what
1: he wants. <laughs> no, I, I can't do a very I, good I, Vince impression. I think they... Um, I think they didn't know what they were doing to, yeah, a, to no, a degree. Yeah. And they just so happened to play it safe accidentally. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's what happened. Mm. Um, it's amazing
0: how all these years later nearly 30 years he sticks out I think he really does stick out and maybe it's part of our youth but he's one that really does stick out I think out of all these guys if you think of the sort of paranormal side of wrestling Papa mm. is one of the first ones you think of I think of course The Undertaker and Kane and things, but I would say Papa Shungo is definitely one of the first ones even though oh, no, yeah. really in reality he had the little WrestleMania 8 thing uh, the Ultimate Warrior thing and the rest of it was kind of just house show matches no real storylines um because he didn't never had that. he never had a match of Ultimate Warrior on pay-per-view. They just no. had house show matches that you never saw. So it was never I mean, a I, settled just, thing.
2: Just having a look at the um the, the match that I think you saw sh- you saw Mel, which was um yeah, Papashango and, and Tio Santana and that was actually at SummerSlam 92. I was there watching Oh, Lee! <laughs> no way! But, I mean, again, that's, a, you know, at that point, he was so sort of far down the card. So was Tito Santana. It was kind of a, yeah. uh, you know, an enhancement match. It wasn't really anything to, to write home about. No major storylines in there. But, yeah, Papashango and uh, and uh, El Matador at SummerSlam 92. So the big stadium was Wembley Stadium.
0: He, he really oh only God. had, like three months of a st- probably april wrestlemania may the armor warrior stuff mm. SummerSlam was all probably start August, of June. Yeah. like he didn't his storyline stuff was so nominal but yet these 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 vignettes and how he looked and all this really carried through for a long time i think with a lot of us guys um you know especially like charles wright had so many characters as well didn't he oh he uh, did yeah yeah
1: I, at yeah at this, uh, point, this one is the uh, most visually that. striking yeah, uh, now it's it's so funny you mentioned that. So this is where it gets kind of weird to where I wonder if Papagite did play a role in this because right. um um there is a fail safe when it comes to voodoo. Like right. you have to do certain things to speak to the loa and bring them out. I'm not going to say what it is cuz there'll be someone out there, "Ooh, I'm going to do this," you know, it's like no. know. <laughs> <Ollie, laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so we don't need that. Nice. Um but Papagide and the Gide family in general they're one family where the fail safes don't matter. They do what they want on their own. Oh hello. <laughs> 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 they do what they want on their own. Um so the thing with Papa Gide is he loves women. He he's uh, even though he's married uh, to Onopriget oh. he loves women he chases after human women like crazy right. and the fact that papa shango charles wright became the godfather it wow. makes me question and wonder mm.
2: <laughs> that's so, interesting
1: yeah yeah wow. it, 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 it really makes it like i wonder uh because the gide family you know this isn't for pg ears but you know they're sex fiends. they they like getting it on so, right? Why do so they wear it, top it, hats? That's just for the look. For the look, they like it, it's they are, they women, to be, they top hats. Yeah, it's to be distinguished and for the look because they're dandies. Um, and and let's talk about Papa Shango's look actually because there there are a few things about it that's that's interesting. So again, he's dressed up like someone from the Gide family. The top hat, the skull face, uh, the skull, the the painted skull face is definitely. Uh, Baron Samadi, yeah and the uh, the necklace he wore now that's interesting because they could have actually gone a couple of directions with that Um, he should have had chicken feet around no and human bones yeah well I know you don't want to hear it but you know and the reason for that is because chicken feet it's believed to hold great power right and and that's what he should have had around his neck, and um, along with, since he is portraying a Gide unintentionally, he should have had human bones. Right. Uh, what those bones have... then?
0: These web Not bones. Isn't uh, no.
1: Yeah, there's just some something. Um,
0: <laughs> could have had and I, Dobbly Gooker's I, feet. He was around a few. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> But do you remember dusty uh-huh. Rhodes used to have like uh, a summer of 1990 he went he started wearing a black top hat and it was the black and red uh polka dots and he had a he had a top hat with a, a chicken foot coming off of it and that was looked a bit sort of voodoo-ish i don't know never knew really what that was all about right before he, he left wwe in well, the, maybe 1990. yeah that was odd anyway totally <laughs> changed awesome. the subject uh,
1: <laughs> that's okay um and of course he came out with that um that type of cane uh, I can't think of the proper name of it, but that's actually quite legit. Uh, a rattle. It's, it's a rattle. Mm. Um, Is it a rain stick, wasn't it? It like a rain stick. Yeah, with it, the, it had a skull on it, right? Yeah, and yeah, it would yeah. shoot out stuff. Okay, well, the shooting out stuff and all that. That's whatever. But <laughs> Ugan's, bokors, Mambos, they do have a type of cane rattle that they will bring out. And again, it's to help with the rhythm and find the flow and that beat and the right so, so that that was accurate to a point which is very interesting and then the top hat and his uh, vive on his tights and uh you know so look wise i mean they did a good job it's yeah. just some things are missing which tells me they didn't go super deep into it but deep enough you know it's passable to someone who doesn't know
0: I think um, if you uh, look at Charles Wright and he speaks, he speaks about it. So we I saw an interview. He says, "Are you upset that you never got the match for Baltimore?" I said, "No. I wrestle loads of big guys and I earn money anyway, so I'm not bothered." You know, I think he <clears you> just <throat> done it for the money. But he did invest quite a lot into the characters to try and do a bit of research himself. I feel uh, obviously yeah. not as much as you know, Mel. But um, I think the look was. I quite like the Look, it's very, very very striking to the character,
2: wasn't he? He he definitely believed what he was doing and and tried to immerse himself in it a bit, which was uh, you could tell he just didn't think, oh, here we go. I've got to do this thing again. Was there a Hasbro of him? Lee? There was a Hasbro of him. And um, one of the most difficult things to get is he's got the little um, necklace of uh, of bones. That's one of the accessories. And to get that is nigh on impossible.
0: Well, Lego well. internet, if you can never see the Papa Shungo with the bone necklace, get it for Lee. He deserves <laughs> it. <laughs> that would be amazing.
1: Um, so something that they actually did right, but I'm thinking in an unintentional way, was if you notice, and I'm, I'm sure you guys heard of this, voodoo dolls.
0: Yeah. yeah. Where
1: was the voodoo doll? They, yeah. Did they not do
0: one? Did it not do one at all? is that not what made the ultimate warrior throw up when they, did I he think not... he just came out and went uh, uh, to him. He didn't, he
1: didn't do anything.
0: He was just trying to shoot. He was trying to get him with powers, <laughs> but he didn't, he didn't actually have a voodoo doll of the ultimate warrior. Did he? I,
1: I don't think he had a voodoo doll, but it's very good. Are they good real, they...
0: Are voodoo dolls real? Oh,
1: voodoo dolls are real, but not what, That's not how Hollywood portrays it. So voodoo dolls actually are not that prominent in voodoo. Right. Um, Because for one thing, those type of effigies, they're more prominent in Eastern European folk magic. Right. They're stronger over there than voodoo. Right. Um, And the dolls are not evil. They're not for torture. I mean, I guess you can kind of do it that way, depending, but their purpose is to connect with loa and for healing right it oh, was wow. to help heal people so if he had a voodoo doll of ultimate warrior he would be trying to heal him you know like heal, so heal! Ma- you know so maybe he they did look into it. that's why they didn't have it because if it it's supposed to be so for healing maybe but the fact that they didn't have it, it's a good thing yeah. um unfortunately the idea of the voodoo doll and it being bad and poking pins in and everything. That yeah. actually goes back to the 1930s when they were making uh, movies on zombies and, and voodoo and and saying it was a satanic belief system and just a lot of disinformation, which un- unfortunately painted the religion in a negative light when it, it shouldn't be, you know, um, it-, it really is. Brilliant religion that that I think people should look into. Like it's really amazing, the history and the stories. is amazing. Is it a
0: um, is it one of the first kind of religious um, gimmicks that the, the wrestling has really ever had? Isn't it? If, it, if voodoo's a religion, I mean, um,
2: on the big scale, I don't know. probably.
0: I reckon yeah. there'll be some in sort of Memphis
2: and 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 things like that. That would Vince McMahon went against God. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you, yeah, it doesn't get any any worse than that. <laughs> remember um, Not really. Yeah. Devil? Was there many devils? No. No, I mean, yeah, the undertaker are, was no. probably the closest they got to it.
0: When he was on the cross with Stephanie, but they got told off for that, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: So, but uh yeah, so very interesting with voodoo. But yeah, voodoo dolls aren't prominent in voodoo. So people who say, "I'm going to sell you an authentic voodoo doll and all that," just slap them. As a matter of fact, I believe you could get voodoo dolls in England, like i don't know what they're doing over there but i know you guys can get them and you know it's just whatever they're just trinkets at this point i remember know, but i remember years ago
0: we played a show and uh we went on tour with fozzy this is years ago when we went on tour jericho's fozzy and uh we posted a thing or posted post a, post some photos of us of of the band if you have any photos of us we'd love to see them um or photos with you guys in the crowd We'd love to see them please send them to us and we will you know we'll pick one out if you win we'll pick one out we'll send you a t-shirt or something like that we said and one person took a picture of me cut my head out and put it on a voodoo doll with all like pins all around it and like candles and stuff it was a bit that was a bit weird (laughs)
1: that's (laughs) terrifying
0: yeah that was a bit get, like loads and, of that, headaches and they got a t-shirt so <laughs> I, thought, I better send this person a t-shirt quick um <laughs> that was a while ago now wow oh wow Mel. Well. it's all very interesting mel it's all quite i'm sure there's loads and loads we could really dive dive into couldn't we i mean it's it just, it just for me it's just mad that i would, i mean imagine if you came back in the in an attitude era attitude era because there's a picture right now on the screen if, if you mm. notice it that'd have been great but it's amazing how he really was only around for two months three months really as a and it wasn't even without raw on telly just superstars and challenge and some of the stuff he did has stuck for many 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 years uh for years and years it's a very strong character and in a way it's a shame that they didn't dive deep into it maybe if he went against someone else or to the ultimator because he was destined for randy savage and of course old mcroyer left because the steroids in the end of 92 mm. didn't he so they never really got to do the feud um but so a big old feud with the Undertaker they could have done
2: uh, oh, a good six to nine month feud with the Undertaker with Papa Shango using his, his voodoo powers to you know cripple the Undertaker and he's not impervious to pain anymore because Papa has got powers over him and things like that they could have written it out into a storyline uh really yeah. easily and made it believable could have done that would
0: have been really
1: good
2: why that,
0: mate why are you not working for the fed just <laughs> all of us, yeah. no, all, of you, us. You, all of us should because yeah. <laughs> you do a Ministry of Islam that's why well?
2: Yeah, oh. I don't want to be taken away from my natural calling to work for <laughs> WWE
0: yeah it's destiny and you could be the uh, you could be the um, what's it called the researcher Mel, for all this you could, Lee can write the stories and you can be the researcher and be like no that's not right though. No. you can't do that we're in trouble here, guys
1: yeah. no stop it stop. how authentic do you want to be <laughs> yeah. you really want to <laughs>
0: Better go get some uh, pigs and, and, you know, look up, you know, quickly to protect ourselves. Oh, God. It's scary, though. I think all of it's quite scary when you dive deep into it. I don't know much more scary, bloody bones or uh, or voodoo stuff. It's very interesting. Like I said,
1: you open this book, now you freaking read it. Yeah, 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 man.
0: Oh, man. That's good. I
1: I would like to...
2: We're going to do our our one to ten rating of how kind of accurate we think this is yeah um because I, I think i mean as a performer just my chucking my two cents into it i think as a performer charles wright embraced it as much as he could he's obviously done a little bit of probably not as in-depth as you Mel, as we said but but maybe done a little bit of research and, and some of the fringe beliefs and things around voodoo and tried to immerse himself in the character as much as he could with what he had at the time Uh, bearing in mind they didn't have the internet back then so sort of researching voodoo probably wasn't the easiest thing to do back in like 1990 um but uh yeah i mean i i think he he did a really good job with the character
1: yeah and to add on to that voodoo again it is a oral religion so they don't have a lot of books on the subject and and the history and how you do this and that but uh, I agree with you Lee I think he embraced the character I think he liked the character you know I I think that's the only way you could get things like that over um but saying that you know I do have to look at how it compares to the real thing you know like for instance he's a bokor and not a ugan and he didn't do any rituals but he did spasm with, uh, you know yeah so you know it, it's it's one of those things you know so for the performance itself if i was just talking about the performance itself it would mm-hmm. be high grade yeah but the gimmick <laughs> itself, yeah
0: so we we judge it on the reality of the gimmick yeah and, uh... yeah
1: the gimmick however it's tough because I know what it's based off of, and I know what they were going for. They just didn't exactly succeed. So I would have to say... I'm going to be nice. I'm, I I would have to say a six out of ten.
0: Ooh, six. Ooh. Okay. So Boogeyman's eight, and Papashango's six.
1: Papashango is six. Which is I, amazing, exactly.
0: again. Which is quite amazing, because it's 1992 WB. There's no internet he was only really around for three uh, as a storyline rather than house shows for about three months. The rest of it's all kind of house shows and and superstar tapings and prime time video, Coliseum home video videos. Um, No Monday Night Raw. So, that's, I mean, you have to wonder if they had a more TV, more Raw, more, you know, if it's a couple years later, Mm. how would it have gone down in the era of like Duke the Dumpster Drossy and the Godwins and stuff, those rubbish guys? Would it, um because is it because he was up against the ultimate warrior and in the ring of hogan and uh, and wrestling eight that they, this is stuck with us because there's been you know there are a few of them like you know we'll get into a few of us in the, in future episodes but yeah you know, i think that's why he kind of stuck 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 with us wasn't it because the people he was interacting with i guess
2: mm. and i think he's yeah potentially he was just around at the wrong time he was um it was quite a or could have been quite a serious scary character but because you were still in that kind of cartoon WWF era at the time with people like the ultimate warrior, yeah, yeah. With people like, you know, the latter end of Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage and, and some of those classic eighties guys, I think it was all just taken with a little bit of a pinch of salt. And if he had come along, maybe just five years later, yeah it would have been would have been a really different kettle of fish and and uh would have been somebody really stood out at the time
0: definitely i just want to say thank yeah. you to spurza for the uh for the raid the party of four so welcome wow. guys Thanks, welcome spurza. welcome to the ministry of slam we are doing a wrestling wrestling podcast we do we do it every sunday this is our first episode of the unexplained side of the slam with our uh expert crimson Mel below us who is we're looking at we're looking at the sort of unexplained paranormal side of the wrestling industry so pup shungo we've just done boogeyman we've just come to the end of talking about pup shungo and how their gimmick how their reality was how their gimmick was how close was it to the reality of the actual gimmick you know so it's quite it's quite a interesting look at some of these very renowned wrestling characters as we move forward with these sort of episodes uh in the coming weeks i guess uh but welcome raiders good to have you here welcome to the ministry of slam and thank you for the follow Chivas club, Chavez club yeah. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah i love it there's some good uh yeah picking up some, some good followers check us out um we are doing a um yeah so we're doing this unexplained side of the slam the first every episode of this with, with crimson mel and uh, we always do ministry of slam the the main show on a sunday night at 7 p.m uk time so check that out as well and mel just uh b- b- give yourself a, a, a bit of a shout out to some of these new uh viewers that we've got
1: oh yeah so i am the host of unexplained possibilities and you can find that on youtube and on podcast sites it's too many of them to name yes and there i talk about the paranormal supernatural things that go bump in the night and i have on various guests of different supernatural or paranormal backgrounds uh witches sorcerers ghost hunters etc really really fun so check it out guys
0: have you told any of those guys that you're doing this mel what do they think about you yeah. The, the, the wrestling the wrestling do they realize there's wrestling characters that have been like uh you know Paranormal, for one of a better.
1: Some of them, some of them knew because they're our age, so yeah, they yeah. grew up with it. And mm. the other ones, they said, "You like wrestling?" <laughs> yes. i know. I know. <laughs> can't, can't
0: can't be friends with him anymore. He <laughs> loves wrestling. Run away. <laughs> yeah. so, my, I mean, yeah. Papa sugar is one of those ones where you'd be watching it, and your dad would come in, and you'd be like, "Oh no, I'm watching you know, this is this is wrestling, <laughs> Dad. Sorry." You know, <laughs> as Mean Gene's got bl- black goo running down his hand for ages. <laughs> oh oh man it's good now, there we go. actually that
1: that that would have worked though if it was blood yes <laughs> I'm sorry. See, uh, wow. I, honestly, like if, if it was blood that that would have worked and i would said, oh he spoke to one of the petu yes i mean works. the thing is we uh, we'll get to it later but
0: the fiend had it with randy orton didn't he and he was coughing up black black blood and it was running down his head and alexa had it but we'll come to that in the future i think uh in the future episode was it tied to this potentially
2: I was gonna say, I think it, you know, something that would be, we haven't got a date yet for our next episode. We're not gonna do every week or anything like that. These are gonna be sort of intermittent shows. And I think we're probably gonna climax with uh, something maybe near Halloween. That would be good. Um, But uh, I really like to see the next uh, show that we do. Um, Again, we seem to be doing two people per episode here. So maybe we look at The Fiend Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss, because it's sort of transformed from one character into another and they're linked. And I think it would be interesting to look at some of Bray Wyatt's initial character in WWE with kind of the Louisiana Swamp um, clan sort Cultist of… Contest person. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. And and it's kind of that there is an element of that that sort of bled over into the Fiend character. And it'd be interesting to see the parallels with that and then how it transferred into the Alexa thing because that's still going on to this day. Um I think we'll, that'd be really cool.
0: We'll find out where where she ends up. She might not even be doing the fee. Oh no, Lily and the Raw. God goodness me is not good to me. <laughs> you have to question it as we watch this is this is the thing we all have to ask ourselves how old however old we are, our ages. Yeah. This stuck with us for years, shungo So you think of a paranormal wrestler you say shungo they're bang, you know, something like that. Um would a kid who was our age at the time, so ninety two, I would have been nine. With A mm. nine year old go, Oh, uh, Alexa Bliss with Lily, it was amazing. And in, in in 30 years' time, they'll be doing a whatever, a holographic cast, yeah. <laughs> little holographic
2: figures on the coffee table yeah. in the middle of the living room, yeah, yeah. where they're talking Total about
0: kicking. Alexa Bliss and they're going, like, oh, It's amazing how it's stuck with us for all this time. You know, will they be saying the same stuff as us because it's uh, you know, it's different times, isn't it? How it stuck with us as kids, it's quite interesting, mm. yeah. <laughs> wow. They, wow. That, that's
1: something to think about. So, I think they will yeah Ooh, wow did you See certainly... that? look at his face
2: Ooh. yeah i mean the the fiends i i watched the fiend's first ever proper entrance when he was against finn balor at SummerSlam 2019 and he came out and and they did the really close sort of the, the lighting was perfect and the really close camera shots and it was straight out of a horror movie and it it was Brilliant! How they managed to ruin that, I'll never know. But we're getting on to the next episode, and I'm not going to talk that. We're going to we're going to spoil it.
1: Mm. Yeah, no spoilers. <laughs>
0: no spoilers. <laughs> Mel, thank you so much for all your hard work, all the research, mate. I really appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I love you've that. done a lot, Mel.
1: No problem. I mean, it, it's fun for me, so I, I enjoy this. Two passions coming together. So yeah, it man,
0: it's good. And Mel messaged me today, Lee, and said his, his wrestling flame has been uh Relit uh, for one of the better wasn't it, Mel? You've got the fire for yeah. wrestling's been... I think it's all come back, So there's a good spot to be a wrestling fan, I think, these days. I really yeah. think it is, actually. It's a very, very good time. I think, to be fair, I think in the time we've been doing MOS and the Three Incarnations League, this could be one of the best times to be a wrestling fan. I know when no, TNA was about with Hogan and stuff, that was quite quite interesting in 2010, but... This is quite an interesting time for beer wrestling. seems like there's news every day about mm. something quite big happening that's so good and you got a lot to yeah, talk it's, about it's,
1: it's history repeating it's, it's like wcw versus wwf again potentially and, i mean you know and aew it gives me those wcw vibes which is a good thing and a bad thing <laughs> <depending>. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but the the fact is though that there is competition and that's what you want because it forces each brand to step it up but they they are doing it differently well I don't know what WWE is doing actually but (laughs) AEW I will say they are trying to step it up I think they just need more order it feels like the inmates are running the asylum yeah 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 no structure to it yeah, so they need more order. If they get that order, then I think they would be a bigger threat to WWE and Vince will like hey, what are they doing over here? Mm. <laughs> That's you know? what I was trying to do that was later. Really good. Yeah, it's not,
0: <laughs> not better than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice one, mel. Oh, wow. Uh, um so there we go. So that was the first episode of The Unexplained Side of the Slam. Uh, quite exciting. And we look forward to the next one. Keep, watch out on the uh, on the the feeds so of when the next one is being a few weeks' time, I think, when it, everybody and uh on a Thursday again. So, an, an interesting, different take on wrestling and uh sometimes a bit scary, I think. There, Mel, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've opened up a door to, to fear. Uh,
1: sweet dreams tonight, yeah, <laughs> sweet dreams,
2: but yeah, uh, the boogeyman is gonna get me
0: definitely under the bed right, he was protecting us though what we've learned He's... yeah
2: true it'll stop me from doing stupid things i don't yeah. of stupid things but
0: the Papa shungo what possibly was i don't know it's oh god it's all <laughs> well i got into that give me, email <laughs> but um so, sh- so, so sh- it's just scary all the stuff you were saying i find it quite quite scary <laughs> but um so should we say goodbye to everyone guys
1: let's do it let's do it so where can everyone find you mel again one more time Uh, You can find me on YouTube at Unexplained Possibilities. Uh, You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the social media stuff, not the TikTok, at Unexplained Mm. Possibilities.
0: Glorious. And uh, Lee, we will be back this Sunday, won't we? At 7 p.m. UK?
2: 7 p.m. UK time. The channel you're watching right now, twitch.tv forward slash the MOS network. Check us out. We're going to be live 7 p.m. UK time. And uh, don't forget the podcast as well. Today is Thursday, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m uk time we've got uh mos classic dropping and i was trying to think who the hell we've got an interview with on that show is someone good uh, so check it out download it it's uh, on the main uh, mos podcast feed um uh mos from 12 years ago it's That's about it. at every amazing. episode
0: you've got an interview with a big wrestler you know as well hard to get right interviews these days <laughs> yeah I know. Uh... we could just get in touch with someone and they do it yeah us right, for yeah, free. done yeah, <laughs> mad mad times but Absolutely uh, crazy right we'll uh we'll say goodbye good night guys thank you very much and we'll see you back live next we'll be back live on sunday at 7 p.m uk Bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye bye bye